friends, welcome to the brand new episode of Between You and Me, the podcast where music makers talk about the things that hurt, heal and change us in evangelical culture. My name is Jessica Morris, I'm your host and a music journalist and I am delighted to be here with you today for a special exclusive episode that we would normally save for our Patreons. But we thought, hey, why don't share the love with everybody today? Because it is the 20-year anniversary of one of Christian Music's most iconic albums. I'm talking about Live For You by Rachel Lamper. Now, before we go on, we just have a tiny little bit of housekeeping. Some of you guys may have noticed that we recently changed podcast host providers, which hopefully should mean that you're still receiving all the episodes as normal, but on the chance you're not, can you please do us a gigantic favor? Go to your podcast host, wherever you normally listen, whether you're a Spotify, Apple, Deezer, whatever, and just make sure that you still have hit subscribe and that you're still getting out episodes regularly. That would mean a lot to us. We just want to make sure that everyone is still receiving them. Also, while you're there, would you please give us a review and a star rating? Um, we've just lost a little bit of traction since we changed podcast hosts, as it happens, and we would love to to gain that back and make sure that everyone who was hearing these interviews before and more can hear these amazing stories. Now, if you are a long-time listener, you may have noticed that today's episode is a little bit different because not only are we talking to a previous guest, our friend Rachel Lamper, but we are doing a throwback episode. Now, throwback episodes are something special that we do for our Patreons every other week where we look at an iconic album in Christian music or just in music in general and we go through it and look at how it was made and why we loved it and the impact it had on us. So we did this a couple of weeks ago with a soundtrack that we loved from The Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe and then I thought, wouldn't it be cool to be able to talk to some of our friends about the albums that really not only changed our lives but shaped the culture of Christian music and sort of shaped how we see ourselves. So first thing I did was went to Rachel Lamper. Now you guys will have remembered Rachel's interview from episode 29 a while back. She told us all about coming back into music, being independent and what it actually looked like to grow up as a child star. Well we decided to start with our throwback with Rachel Lamper's debut album from the year 2000 called Live For You. And it couldn't be better timing because this coming month, August, is the 20th anniversary since Live For You was released. Isn't that mind-boggling? So this album by Rachel was released when she was only 15. Now what's mind-blowing about Live For You is that not only did it have record-breaking sales in its first week, but it spawned five singles. Four of them went to number one on different charts, and My Father's Heart, the fifth single, went to number two on the inspirational charts. And it had her appearing on TV shows, get this, like The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, The View, and she appeared in USA Today, Billboard, People Magazine, and Seventeen, and she also went on in the future to appear in Tiger Beat. And I mean, for, for a kid who like loved those type of magazines, that's all time. Like Rachel Lamper, you have made it. You are in Tiger Beat. You are on a poster. Go you. So today, Rachel sits down with me and we look at what it looked like to create Live For You. How did she get discovered? How did she write the songs? Who wrote the songs for her? And what 
the effect of fame actually have on her as a 15 year old so Rachel tells us about her favorite tracks the things that she is proud of the things that she would rather forget um and a little bit about like what it actually means to try and embrace your calling as a singer and all the love and devotion to God you can muster as a 15 year old and put that into an album like people were calling Rachel like they were calling her the same as like Celine Dion and Christina and Britney. And here we had little Rachel Lamper with a gigantic voice coming into the world saying, I love Jesus. And her songs were all about Jesus. She managed to cross over and have secular and Christian success. Uh, and she went on to tour with everyone from Destiny's Child to Boys to Men, Michael W. Smith, Switchfoot, Toby Mac, like everybody. Insane, right? So Rachel Lamper has a lot to offer in this album. It's a lot of fun. Now, this is normally an episode that we save for our Patreon subscribers. So if you would like to hear content like this every other week, then just go to our Patreon page, betweenyouandmepod.com, hit become a patron, and anyone who hits the roadie tier or above that will receive this bonus content as well as behind the scenes content, a special podcast called When Hope Speaks, which is about my memoir and I talk about mental health and spirituality and a bunch of other cool stuff. Let's just get down to it. Guys, here is our throwback episode with Rachel Lamper on her iconic album, Live For You. I've been inspired by many, but tonight I sing the song for all my teachers and classmates back at Monarch High School in Colorado, and of course, for all teachers who lift their students up. Planning on a planet, dancing on a daydream, I don't have a doubt just how good this life can be. super fun to do a throwback episode and talk yeah. about your first album which you released when you were 14 <laughs> yes it's actually the 20 year anniversary of it in august whoa yeah wow that's something crazy yeah I, it hit me i was like because like i'll be like oh 10 years ago i did this thing or 15 years ago and i was like oh my gosh, 20 years ago, I did something that I remember. Like, that means I'm old. <laughs> yes. That's a new thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yep. So it's, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Is it, um, so when I was looking at this, because I was researching Wikipedia and all sorts of wonderful places, um, yeah. and it was so, so funny watching how they talk about you because you were like a kid. Um, and, uh, the fact that you released one, have released even one album in your lifetime is amazing, but you did it when you were a teenager. And so essentially had all these adults being like, how can we make money out of you? And also, and, and all these teenagers being like, I love you. Um, so that's just a 
I was like, that's got to be so weird. Um, But can you tell me what, like, when people say live for you and talk about that that album, what's the first thing you think of? Um, I, I think of like, like this overall feeling of just like, like quickness, like a lot of events happening all at once and, but also being like, gosh, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's clearly a lot. Um, I think my, the, the biggest feeling is just like, it just feels like this huge block of my life um, that happens so fast that I'm like constantly like trying to like get memories back from it because it just like was like boom, 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 boom. Um, but I, so like in Heinz, like right now when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, it's it sounds like chaos, I guess. But in the moment, I really was having the time of my life. Like I really was loving every second of it, you know. Um, okay, maybe not every second of it, but I was, I, I just remember, I mean, it was like, I was truly like the little girl that dreamed it, you know. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, I think, I, honestly, my, my friend Stacy, here we go, she, she didn't dream of it. Like, so it was this strange thing because we were together all the time and I was just like, ah, 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 and she's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and so, I think um, I always like feel like it's it's that's just an interesting part of it is because uh, a lot of people like do just kind of um, fall into it or get you know pressured into it or you know some kind of scenario like that. But to me, it was like I just was like just drinking it all in and just like squeezing it. And I I was like. Um, me and my older brother traveled a lot and my, my mom in the earlier years traveled a lot with me, but we were always like just total like pranksters and jokesters and we just like always made everything really fun. Like it was just a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, so when I think back to that being a 14 year old singing about my faith and like pretty heavy songs about faith, Mm -hmm. um, like I think about, I think about like think about the fun and I think about all that kind of stuff but like as far as like like I didn't realize what the weight of like that record was you know for for people and um and it's just funny to look back because you know in the moment I'm just like yeah I'm doing I'm doing this right I'm doing everything right but you know and now now looking back I'm like gosh like those were some heavy handed Mm -hmm. songs and um yeah, I don't think I was ready for it when while I was while I was doing it, I guess. Oh 
me was like you have so much conviction as a 14 year old which is beautiful like even as as a 14 year old like you sort of you know yourself as much as you can and, and but you're still like you knew who you were and even there was an article that was like the difference between Rachel and 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 like Brittany and Christina is this and, and it was like a like how do you yeah. fathom that as a kid but it was like you're literally singing about Jesus, which is awesome. Like I did this, I, I, not like that. I did the same thing. But, but, oh, you did? But, oh no, not like not like that. But like I love like because I grew up in the church. It's like so normal yeah, okay, to sing yeah. about that stuff. But it was yeah. like how how what is it like to be in the public sphere? Because you weren't just a Christian artist, and like you were you were an artist that crossed charts and you were on TV shows and you were in Tiger Beats. And, <laughs> and, and, and so like when I was, I was reading through when it was like, I, I read a quote and I don't know if this is, if this is actually what you said, cause like you were 14 at the time when you were just yeah. like, you really just wanted to, you wanted to reach people essentially um, and yeah. share your message and your love of God with them and all that sort of stuff. And and you weren't sure which record label to sign with because you so badly wanted to do it and, and all this sort of stuff. That's what I read. And uh, yeah. and then all of a sudden you sign and and, uh, and you're crossing like boundaries that previously like it's really hard for Christian musicians to to cross secular divides classically um yes so as a 14 year old what does it actually feel like to be like on the tonight show with jay leno singing about how blessed you are and how much you love jesus so yeah, i know i think again like this is where like that innocence and that 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 like fun part really helped me and like protected me because i i wasn't taking it too seriously and i think if i really knew like like, again, like, the weight of what I was saying and what I was standing for, I think I probably could have really messed it up, you know? I think I, I probably would have been, like, oh, like, all eyes are on me, and I'm, I've got to, I've got to, like, communicate this huge message. It really, I, I think, just, like, thanks to the people around me, the adults around me, um, the team that they put around me, like, there, there was a big emphasis on, like, you don't have to be anybody anybody bigger than what you are, like a 14-year-old girl. And, and, of course, there were people along the way that did make me feel like I was supposed to be more and say more and all of that. But for the most part, like, I I, I didn't realize all that. Like, to me, it was just like, it was, it was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be on TV. Let me call all my friends, you know? Yes. And, like, and like um, you know, let me take selfies. In front. I guess there weren't really selfies back then. Let me take pictures. <laughs> With my camera. With a camera. <laughs> with a camera. Um, in front of, you know, like with celebrities. And, like, I, I was having fun with it. Um, so that when, you know, when those moments did happen where, you know, somebody looked up to 
me as like a like a spiritual like role model I'd be able to be like yeah I love God 14 don't know much more than that you know like I don't I can't give you much more than that I like I will sing these beautiful songs that like talk about my love for God and his love for us and um and that's like that's all I can do (laughs) you know and and I, I again like I'm trying to get like pieces of it back because I know that there were times where I fell into pressure and felt like, Oh gosh, I need to like perform and be, be better and be, um, holier and you know, just like that whole head game. But like, I still feel that sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, I really, I really was, was protected. Like there really was such an emphasis on like continuing to enjoy it and have fun and, singles go to another number one with this um yeah when I was and, and like six six singles from the one album which is just doesn't happen anymore um and then I I was I looked and apparently like you had record-breaking sales in the first week um which is huge for any artist and I just kept going back to how does your brain hold that as a 14 year old um yeah. so when yeah. when you like had essentially released this little miracle into the world and you're in the first week of it um how how did you were you able to process the fact that like oh look I have number one singles and uh people not just across the U.S. but across the world are now listening to my song like I remember hearing your singles on radio and I live in a little town in Australia um what were you were you able to comprehend that at the time or was that yeah like I honestly like when even when you said that I was like really because one there was no social media like there was no like interaction you know like it was just like me doing what I was told you know what I was told and what it, again what I was enjoying for the most part there were definitely mornings where I was like I'm not supposed to be up right now you know every teenager right <laughs> yeah yeah but um but I definitely like like so much of me wishes that like I could have known really like 
all the, like, been more connected, you know, mm-hmm. to, like, the rest of the world. Um, I, um, but, like, yeah, like, even with that first week of sales, I actually do remember that. It's so weird. I haven't thought about it in a long time ago, but in a long time, but, like, Stacy released her album, like, a month before, and then Plus One was, like, two weeks after or something, and I just remember. So it did, yeah. We were all, we were all on tour together at the same time, too, like, together and so when all these numbers started coming out we were just together and it, and it was we were all like legit good genuinely friends you know um so when like the numbers came out it was like I'm sure we all felt a certain way about it like deep down in our hearts but it the like when we like the, the conversation was oh cool whatever you know like great good job good for you like it was very understated and whatever and who knows like what I really felt like when I went home because I, I, I think like Stacy sold like a thousand more than me or something like that and like I'm sure like in my some diary it's like oh I'm a failure <laughs> but nothing that really you know yeah really messed me up too much <laughs> <laughs> no I totally hear that um do you have any songs from this album that still stand out to you today like that you sort of go oh I remember the title or the lyrics of that one yeah my gosh that's hard (laughs) to remember the lyrics um I always liked always be my home Mm -hmm. that was like that one felt really good that was a good one for me to sing because I I think a lot of them were like maturely written you know like they were Mm -hmm. written for a mature voice you know and mature I don't know like like there were just I think I, I wanted it to be, like, more playful and stuff, but it, it ended up being, like, this really, like, serious album. And Always Be My Home, rem- like, always reminded... I, I was like, oh, I, I really feel that, like, because I, I'm gone from home all the time right now, and I'm a teenager, and um, any sense of home um, was so comforting for me and stuff. So I just always remember, like, really being comforted by singing that song. Um, um. Yeah, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna sing a song and I'm gonna make Stacy sing it with me. Is that is that what's happening now? Is it time for that? Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's do this. Do, do you know this song? <laughs> I like your turtleneck. I know. We're wearing the same turtleneck. This always happens. Always. Happens. Every time we show up anywhere, <laughs> a wedding, an event. Show the way to call your name with hate. 
fun about listening through the album um, was that it sounded so like 2000. And when I say that, it was like terrific, but like there were like multiple genres and sounds in there. Oh my God. And, yes. and so like we have an orchestra and then we have like this sort of pop edgy type thing and then yes. some like Middle Eastern. And then, oh, like, yes. then, like a Latino sound, which yeah, I, yeah. I I was talking to a friend in LA, and she was like, she and she's Latino, and she was like, I love that. She was like, it's awesome, <laughs> and um, and I, I that sort of defines the two thousand, the early two thousands for me. We oh sort of would God. just let's layer everything on. Um, did you have any creative control over the album aside from the fact that you were delivering these songs from your heart? Right. Yeah. I mean. So, okay, so the way that this album was written, which is interesting um, and really rare, I, I've never really heard of it and done this like this before. So because I was so young and I was like brand new to like just the whole idea of like making an album or songwriting or anything like that, they, they flew me and my mom out um, to Nashville for like two months, it felt like, and we were, um, we stayed at this big house in Franklin um, by ourselves and every day like five or six writers would come to the house and come and spend time with me and like take walks with me and eat meals and I'd go like sit in on their writing sessions and like just talk about my life and myself and like what I thought about God and um, all that and so all literally every single song was written from that um, yeah, from that house, um, which I thought was like such a good way to do it because I was not a strong writer. Um, I, I didn't, I probably didn't show much interest in write like songwriting. I probably was just like, just give me those songs. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so yeah. So like, you know, I remember taking a walk with Genio and Cindy Morgan and, um, then, uh, yeah, we took a walk. There's like a picture of it. Um, and then they came back and wrote blessed. And, um, I just remember like saying, oh, there's some line in the chorus that I said to them and they, they must've like taken it from there. But, um, I just, yeah, I thought that that was a really special way to do it. So, so in a strange way, I feel like I had a little bit of creative control because mm. I felt like I was able to like, um, at least like have my voice in, you know, in my thoughts in each song. Um, but man, I just, yeah, I was not like, um, like that star kid that was just like, Hey, I know, I know who I am. I know I've got this like artistic identity and like, I've been working on my craft for like years. Like I literally was like, like this quiet, like awkward tomboy that was just like, I, I, like, I had no, no game at all for like being like a child star, like yeah. not at all. Um, so yeah, that, that like my like artistic identity took a long time to develop. And I think a lot of it, like, unfortunately, like kind of had to do with like me, like starting so young and starting in a while people are telling me kind of what what my style is and you know like or they're just doing it you know they're just like this is what this song is this is what this song is instead of kind of yeah asking me <laughs> you know and and again like I'm 
I wonder if they did. I wonder if, like, there was a conversation when I was 14 and somebody was like, hey, what do you want to sound like? And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, around around eight, like, actually, the next record after that, I started asking if I could write. And then, so I wrote, like, half of the next album, and then I wrote every song on the next album. So, um, yeah, so it was kind of a, a journey to figuring that out. But yeah, but you're right. Like that first album was like, uh, yeah, first song. I, and I think that's, I think I'm so grateful because I would have obviously never been like, yeah, I'm just thinking like a Middle Eastern thing for this. <laughs> but I actually still love that song. It's like really well done. And all the strings that we recorded on it is the London Session Orchestra. And we so did that cool. at Abbey Road. And so oh. they did not like skimp at all on the orchestration and all of that. So that was that was crazy. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. Wow. Yeah. You are my soul's everlasting father, Prince of The great I am, an eternal wonder, King of kings, I worship you always. You are my soul. release like an expanded edition or like a limited edition of the album it included yep. of course a poster because posters were important but it included yep. the like behind the scenes where you gave a tour of your school in Colorado oh, um, God. <laughs> did, oh my did people at school treat you differently after you released the album you know they no uh they're um I went to a really, really public school in Boulder, Colorado, which is not a, um, a, it's not very popular to be a Christian there or to, to sing Christian music. So they just didn't really, and I was very quiet. And so I just didn't talk about it. I just didn't talk about my music. So like nobody really knew. And, and, and unless I did like Leno, like a lot of people knew when I went on a tonight show and like kind of the view and like some fun things like that tiger beat <laughs> cool um so yeah actually yeah my friends really didn't know there was um early on well i guess yeah freshman year my first day of, of ninth grade i 
don't know. If you guys say like freshman, sophomore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen enough American movies that I can follow, so we're good. Got it. Okay, okay. So early on in high school, um, I uh, showed up for my first day of school, and um, and there was graffiti written all over the school um, because it was a new school, and it was kind of in like the neighborhood that had a lot of money, which I didn't live in. I lived in a different neighborhood, but I was zoned for this this school and they had written like all this stuff about like like rich people are terrible and horrible and you suck and and it said Rachel Lampa sucks and um and what happened was like like my principal or somebody at the school like gave some interview about me and like said like Rachel Lampa signs million dollar contract or something like that and really if anybody knows so what had happened was like, yeah, like it, they, they gave this interview that said this thing about million dollar contract. And really what that means is that I owe a million dollars to a record label. Like it has nothing to do with me all of a sudden being like this rich person. But, um, so because of that, I think I just added fuel to some fire that was already kind of burning. And, um, so that was my first day of high school and, um, so because of that, I did like have a little extra like security at the beginning of, of, of like the year. And I hated it, of course, you know, um, but they, you know, everybody was just being cautious. And um, so that kind of also altered the way certain people looked at me there. Um, but there was never like, like, I never felt like I like was going to school with like people who were like fans of mine. <laughs> But I don't know. <laughs> I was not paying attention. I just was like, I yeah. I was again like, I don't know if you guys do enneagram over there. Oh yes, we do. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Like full on like two, like like just like just constantly like is everybody good? Is everybody? Good? I, I didn't do anything right. Did, that, did I hurt you? Did I? You know. So I was just the sweetest little like, fourteen year old two right. there was. Yes, yeah, so, so sad. It's so pathetic. Not, not pathetic. I'm a six. It's not pathetic. <laughs> <You're okay. laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was kind of, it was a strange existence, like, in high school. It didn't feel like I was, like, this, like, um, yeah, like, star or anything. But I did, I was kind of viewed a little bit differently, mm-hmm. I guess. So. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. That would just be, like, living in, like, not two worlds, because it's, like, just one life, but just weird at times yeah it did feel like two worlds sometimes that's a good way to put it yeah Yeah. Is me. I'd spend a life. 
something on the album or like what you achieved in that time yeah I mean I think there's a couple things I think one I I I, it was the first year that I um kind of I kind of grew up in the church and grown, grown up like knowing who God was and um kind of having like a grasp on that but it was the right before I got my record deal um like two weeks before it I was like at this little youth conference for my church and I like had my little moment where I was like kind of you know by myself and just was like okay god just so you know I I I think you're actually the real thing and I want to like I want to like live I wonder I wonder if that's where live for you came from (laughs) this song because I I it's amazing. <laughs> I have to call the writers because I might have told them this story, and I wonder if that's where it came from. Because that's what I said in my in my little prayer. I was like, I want to like actually live for you, you know. And like I and I just remember doing that as like a little fourteen year old. And um and I I wonder like if God was like, okay, you're I'm gonna need to like give you music so that you can really find your language of like like growing in your faith because I did feel like I felt like I I really did lean into what um like what it means to be a Christian as a 14 year old you know or a 15 year old and like um I'm proud that like that that happened through through music and that like um I was able to like like I guess received that gift and it's not even like the gift of like having a voice and being able to you know it's like it was like I truly was given like the gift of enjoying music you know and um and I'm glad I was able to receive that so I I guess that's something that I'm proud of and I think too looking back I also like I'm I almost like envy the like the the naivety of 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 being 14 and just like not taking it all too seriously um I I just remember like recording vocals for that and especially for blessed I remember recording the vocals for blessed and um being in the studio and knowing that there was this big like part in the song where all the music cuts out and I'm supposed to do something like you know and I just remember like they were like well do you want to like practice or like prepare something or whatever I'm like let's just see what happens because I just didn't you know it didn't it wasn't like the end of the world for me like if if I screwed it up or whatever and I miss you know I miss that mindset of just being like whatever we'll be good it'll be great like we're just gonna be in the moment and enjoy it and um so I, you know I can't really take credit for either one of those things that I'm proud of but I'm I'm grateful for like whoever helped set that up in in me and whoever like helped kind of uh keep me grounded in in that way so yeah yeah that's cool I like that um is there anything 
I don't want to ask about regrets because I'm like you were when you're a kid you're doing the best you can but is there anything yeah. listening back to the album that you're like would, would you change anything now listening looking back oh. at the album yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple songs I wouldn't do <laughs> so maybe, I don't want to say them because I don't want to because you don't want to ruin I'm anyone's honestly, yeah. childhood album I get that <laughs> yeah I know I know it's just like some of them I'm just like oh my god like cheese cheese fest Oh, there, there was um, there was there was one about like dancing on clouds or something. That was pretty amazing, yes. and I saw a live oh. performance of it, and it was so sweet. And fourteen year old <laughs> me would I would have lo- I would have been all over that song, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> yes, lift me up. That's yeah, it was. It's like it is cute. <laughs> it, it suited a fourteen year old. <laughs> Again, oh. as a 35-year-old, like, <laughs> no, no, no. Are, are there any songs now that you from this album that you can sing now and be like, I relate to that, I relate to that now as a 35-year-old? Maybe in a slightly different way, but I still feel yeah. a connection to it. Totally. Like, literally, I have not sung any song more in my life than I've sung Blessed. Like, I've sung it so many times, and it really does, like, get me every time. <laughs> like, I really love that song, and, and I still I still connect with it, absolutely. And, and like, even musically, like, the way that they produced it was just, like, so timeless, and I just feel like it can kind of meet, those lyrics kind of meet, meet you at any point in life, and um, especially, like, nowadays, like, the verses are like, I may never climb a mountain, so I can see the world from there. I may never ride the waves or see the alti- uh, what, some salty ocean air. <laughs> but no matter where the road leads, one thing is always clear and blessed. And I think, like, in these times of just, like, comparison and social media and just, you know, even getting older and, like, like having regrets and having, like, things you wish you would have done, it's, like, um, it's, it's one of those, it's just one of those reminders that, like, these, you know, all those things are so temporary and earthly and, like, we can really be blessed um, wherever we, we are and wherever we find ourselves in life. And, yeah, so I still like that song. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, when when your, your son is old enough to be like, well, obviously he hears you singing anyway, but when he's old enough to be like, oh, look, mum's first album and he listens to it, what would you like him to take away from it? like my passion and like my innocence and like abandon um in that you know and like because he is like the epitome of that right now like oh my gosh um so yeah I would I would want him to like like hear like that original like just like like you said like conviction and passion and just like um like again like receiving of the gift of music just like being able to be like participate in music and just appreciate that yeah
reached out to some friends who loved you when they were younger, and they still love you now. Oh. They're very excited. Um, and oh. just to ask them, like, what the album meant to them. Um, yeah. And I had one friend, because you're a kickback female, basically you paved the way, which is awesome. Um, oh. And she, her, she's had a comment for you. She just said, you seem so not afraid to be yourself and own your magic, um, oh. which is just really cool I think even as four, as a 14 year old we don't always feel that but that's cool yeah. is that um I love that yeah I had um another friend's mother soul she's an actress in LA and um and she she was the one who was like I love like the Spanish songs she was so excited yeah. by that um but she was also really excited to like know about the work that you do with like people up in Nashville um and and your work in the for you, for lack of a better term, social justice um, yes. stuff. And she just wanted to know, like, what your future desires are for working in that area, whether you coordinate your music with it, um, if there's anything intentional or whether it's just an, or- an organic part of your music and your life. Yeah, it's awesome. That's a great question um, because, like, I'm right now – like up until now it's kind of been two separate things like I've kind of just like done music and songs about a certain part of my life and then I spend like anywhere from like two to five days at the jail you know and um except for right now because of quarantine but um (laughs) but um I literally just started um an album that is yeah that's gonna be really truly like written for these girls um and for for people who feel like they might be like a little bit on the on the edges you know and um not quite like uh you know like just marginalized and like the the wild ones you know and that's what we call our um our program in in the jails is called the wild ones and that's really just like what what I'm writing about and so um it feels so good to finally be like um to finally like have something where like this is this is all of me like this is like I don't have to I don't have to like jump around anymore like like anything I say to these to these girls I want to say to the rest of the world and vice versa anything I say to the rest of the world I want to say to these girls um and so yeah, so I'm going to continue to, to work with them day by day, um, but also um, have this, like, group of songs that I can um, offer them to, and obviously the rest of the world also. Always looking for the answers, always trying to be right, aren't you tired of the struggle? Don't you feel like you're wasting your time?
guys, how fun and how good was that conversation with Rachel. She left at the chance to talk about Live For You. Um, and I love that she's so willing to talk about the good and the bad and the fun and the weird parts of growing up as a musician and a singer who is known by people around the world. That was a lot of fun for me. Now, you guys would have heard a ton of throwback performances through there. All A lot of those songs came from her original album as well as tracks from following albums through the years. If you would like to watch those videos, I promise you they are worth it. If you would like to watch any of those videos and actually see the performances that you heard today, all the links to the YouTube videos are in our show notes. You also heard some of Rachel's more recent tracks, Side of My Heart, He Is Good, and We Are Closing on Higher, her latest track. So you can definitely also get them on all your favorite music platforms and enjoy what Rachel has to offer now. Please make sure you reach out to Rachel. Let her know how much you love the throwback. She is at Rachel Lamper. That's Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Um, and a reminder that if you love this episode and you want more throwback episodes, just go sign up to our Patreon now. You can be part of the VIP experience of Between You and Me and support our mission to sort of create reconciliation and peace and talk and discussion um, in the evangelical community and people who have been exiled from it and through music makers. It's a lot of fun. It's really heartwarming. And today was a real, a lighter side of it. So that was great. That's all I have for you guys. I will see you next week with a brand new interview from a really, really compelling band. I'm really excited for it. My name is Jessica Morris. I will see you next week. Here's to hope. Forgive me, I've won.